0: The Bible Study Podcast, episode 421. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Matthew with chapter 7. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. This is part two of chapter 7. We're continuing on in the study of the Sermon on the Mount. Last week, you may remember, we talked about judging others, and then we also ended with ask, seek, knock. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. Which is interesting because the very next thought, the very next thought here in Matthew in the Sermon on the Mount is narrow and wide gates. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. I find that very interesting that these two thoughts here are in juxtaposition, they're right next to each other. That we get, ask and will be given, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened. Everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks the door will be open. This very open sort of this is all available to anyone. If your son asks for bread, will you give him a stone? No, that's ridiculous. And yet, Jesus is not saying, even though this is open to everyone, even though everybody who asks will get, everybody who seeks will find, everybody who knocks it will be open, he's saying, on the other hand, on the other hand, few will, right? Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, And it almost sounds like this gate is hidden. Only a few will find it. Only a few will be asking. Only a few will be seeking. Only a few will be knocking. Only a few will find this narrow gate. When I was in Africa, I had a chance to go to the Ngoro Ngoro Crater. fascinating place because it was the first time I really felt like I had to be in Africa because I could see these huge herds of wildebeests and these huge herds of... Zebras. And I get the sense of this sort of herd mentality that we're all going this way. We're all going down this big, wide road. And few will look for that other road, that road less traveled by, perhaps. Because we're going with the flow. We're going with the herd. How often and how easy is it for us to go? along with the herd, to go along on the road that everybody else is doing. Especially in a culture, whether it be our culture or someone else's, it's easy to do what your neighbors are doing. It's easy to not question whether that's the right thing to do. In our culture, one of the things I think that's the most insidious that Jesus spends a lot of time talking about is the materialism, is that God versus money sort of thing. It's where our priorities are, where our treasure is. Because in our culture, it is celebrated. It's not just that it's not an issue. We actually celebrate materialism, and it's such an important part of the culture. I think it's easy for us to go with the flow, to just think that's what everybody does. You buy the bigger house, you buy the fancier car, you got to have the gold watch. This is a warning, I think, that we need to stop and look around. We need to stop and look around and see what direction we're traveling. In a lot of different things. And I think one of the purposes for daily devotion, for daily spending some time with God, is to see whether those things that we are naturally doing, those things that our culture says are fine, whether we're going in the right direction, whether we're heading towards that wide gate or that narrow one. We're going to continue on with two different other sections here on true and false. First, true and false prophets. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. He's saying when you're looking at who you're following, when you're looking at who you're listening to, and that would include, and I hesitate to say it, me as well, you have to look at what their fruit is, what it is that they do. Not just what they say, but their actions. Not just who they profess to be, but who they are when they don't think that someone is looking. We bear fruit. We affect the world around us. We are supposed to affect the world around us. We are created to and called to affect the world around us. We are called to affect the world around us in a positive way that leads the world towards God. But sometimes we don't. Especially if we're saying we are calling people to God's word, especially if we're claiming to be prophets, people who are speaking for God, how much more so that we should look at anyone who says they're speaking for God and say, do their deeds measure up to their words? What is their fruit. It goes on to say, not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will plainly tell them, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers." One of the things that's so frightening, I want to say even, that's so surprising with that particular verse is that I'm not someone who is driving out demons in the name of Jesus. I am not someone who is performing miracles. I am not someone who is prophesying. And I look to someone who can and think, wow, you know, look at the faith of that person. And isn't that amazing? And Jesus is saying, again, back to that fruit thing, just because you claim Jesus, doesn't mean that Jesus claims you. That should give us pause. I don't think it is meant to make us doubt our faith, but I think it's meant for us to take it seriously. To say that it's not, even if people who are doing those powerful things can be told plainly, I never knew you away from me, you evil doers, That it should give us some indication that God cares not just what we think, but also what we do. There's not evil sayers, they're evil doers. That somehow the lives that they've been living are inconsistent with these great acts that they have been performing in public. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Lord is more than a title. Lord is a relationship. If you think about that word in the context of Jesus' day, a Lord is someone who you were obedient to. And we are called to obedience. We're called to live lives worthy of Jesus in our public life, but also in our private life. And I have to say, honestly, that's the one that's most challenging to me is when you're not listening, when you're not watching, when I don't think that anyone but God is watching. Those are the times that we are challenged, I think, most to say, who are we at our core? Whose are we at our core? With that cheery note, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, Pinterest, or Instagram at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. dot com